But he'll be here for another episode during the week. And we have a special guest now, Shale. Guys, it's me, Shale. I'm very happy to be here and I hope I can provide as much entertainment as I can. Thanks to a Van Dyke goal in extra time. Luckily for us, we have a Liverpool fan to tell us about his feelings throughout the game. Shall? It was quite interesting match, as we said. I was jumping up and down with glee when Van Dijk scored that goal. But overall, I've, I've, I found that game really, just really good. But Kelleher had a good game. You know, Van Dijk had a good game. We had our chances, they had their chances. But overall, I think we deserve that win. So, yeah. That's what I, that's what that's that was my thoughts on it. What about you, Timo? What were your thoughts on the game? I th- I disagree. You know? I think that the game was it. It was kind of like a, it had a nil nil aura to it. You know, I I I didn't really think that Apple really deserved to win, but you know, it, they won in the end, and that's all that matters. I think it penalties would have been a fair result. I have to agree with you, Timo. I was watching the game and I thought 0 0 is going to be the score. And I thought Liverpool would win on pins as well. They've got better players than Chelsea. But I always saw a Liverpool win coming, even if it was from penalties or 90 minutes. Chelsea just haven't been up to it this season. Um, Especially looking at the score, Liverpool had a week to play and they've got the 60 minutes. Chelsea have. With most of their starting eleven in the squad, so they do they do underperform quite a lot. Chelsea, don't they? Like signing all of these big players and not doing much with it. So, I heard some people call them the billion the billion pound bottom. The billion pound bottom. Um, talking about goals, Chelsea. Minute. Did you think the goal, uh, the Chelsea goal by Raheem Sterling was offside? Uh, yes. I, I did. I did. What about you, Timo? But I thought, I, yeah. Um, I I'm not too sure. I thought it was offside from watching it. Like, it wasn't really a good angle time until the end. So from then, I didn't think it was offside, but then when I saw the angle, I knew it was offside. And then, of course, in the 60 minutes, and I saw a goal being allowed. I didn't see that bit. What, did you see that bit, Shell? Well, I think it's 
Well, I thought it was going to go clear as day, but no, it was apparently offside. Luckily for Van Dyke, he's scored. So, how do you feel about the, the club's history of the Cup? Oh, they're really good. Under the management, I mean, not all of them were won by Jurgen Klopp, but he, you can see the impact he's done. I'm really sad for him to leave. That's what I was going to say. Um, yeah, I was going to say that could be Jurgen Klopp's last trophy for Liverpool. Um, but they're still in Europa League, and I think, yeah, they're still in the FA Cup, and they've got a chance to win the Premier League. Could it be a quadruple for Jurgen Klopp's last season? I could see us winning FA Cup. Maybe, maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get from Europa League. We're getting that easily. I hope so. I disagree. I don't think you'll win Europa League. Really? I don't think you're winning the. I don't think you're winning the Europa League. I think you won't win the FA Cup. Yeah, I, I think you're going to win the Liverpool will win the Europa League because if you look at the team, maybe AC Milan can give them a fight. But I'd like to see Brighton win it. Well, weird. Yeah, this small club winning the Europa League that'll be brilliant. But yeah, um, Gallagher oh, had so Gallagher had. Missed. Is he a flop? No, not a flop. Coming Spurs, he's he's. Trust me, at Chelsea they don't use him right. We're gonna properly use him in an iron system, and he's gonna flourish. Watch, coming Spurs, and we're gonna win the league. Okay, and quickly moving on to the cup final, we. The Liverpool game on Wednesday at Tottenham Town in the Premier League, where Liverpool won Great, great result for Liverpool, but kind of disappointing for the Um, not much to celebrate really. But how did you think the game went? Yeah, yeah, I was scared when what was that Donny's name? Scored, I was worried, but then again, I forgot. I remember we're Liverpool, we're gonna come back from this, and we did come back from that. We a good I just goal, and with a nice, and with a nice Elliot goal, love to see that from my youngster. Can, we, just, can, we, can we remind you that you drew to Luton 1 1 earlier in the season, by the way? Oh, 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 well, it's a matter where we're still at the table. I think most teams, most big teams will be able to beat Luton at their stadium. But at Kenilworth Road, I think it's a bit difficult. And I was going to say, there's two dramas that Not only is he a good defensive defender, but he's also a good offensive defender.
Surprise, Luton went 1 0 up when I looked at the result because I was at a football match. I looked at the result and saw Luton winning, and I couldn't believe my eyes. But it's also kind of obvious that okay. Liverpool will come back tonight. What do you think, Simon? Honestly, uh, I can't lie. I, I, I'm a very strong Liverpool hater. I'll admit it. But, uh, but you can't hate. I'm a bit biased against Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool I'm a bit, but I don't really... I don't like talking about Liverpool that much, but I'm going to say that I thought that uh, Luton were going to beat Liverpool only because they went 1 0 up and we saw that Luton drew 1 1, so I thought they'd you know, get their revenge. Moving on from that, moving on from that terrible um, I, opinion from Timo. Um, Aston Villa beat Nottingham Forest 4-2 on Saturday, and they're up in fourth place. Is that going to stick, or is Tottenham going to come and find a way to get the five points and go above Villa? Timo? We're going to get top four for us. Third. Third place will be ours. Villa will... I reckon it'll be, it will be tough, because Villa and Arsenal will be battling out for fourth, I reckon. But well, I think Villa drop off just one spot. And then we move down to our other destination, Everton to Duckford Forest. They've moved up to 15th, which puts Nottingham Forest in the danger zone in 17th place, four points away from Luton, and Luton have a game in hand. And that game in hand, I think, is against Bournemouth from when um, Luton's captain had that. Um, Um, do you think Nottingham Forest could get relegated this year, Shell? Because Luton are doing quite well. Not, in my opinion, that they were doing all right. They are going to get relegated, but maybe they'll be like maybe maybe be like eighteenth or seventeenth, and be like one point above. Yeah, they are probably going to get relegated. Um. Three teams that came off last year. I expected better from Burnley. I thought Luton and Sheffield United would get relegated, but Burnley expected better. I can't believe that the three I haven't seen that happen for a while. Um, personally. I don't think all three will get relegated. I think Burnley and Sheffield United will definitely get relegated. But I think that it will get relegation and from 17th. And I think Forest will get relegated. As the quality in Forest, they stayed, they're like Chelsea. They spent loads of money last year. They spent not as much, but still quite a bit this year. And I just feel like 
Luton have done more with less. They, yeah, that's that's what I think. They also sat their manager Nuno Espirito Santo, and he saw what he did to Tottenham. So, since you're a Tottenham fan, you can speak more about Nuno. What do you think he will be able to achieve at Nottingham Forest? I don't think Bubbles Nuno was a quality manager. He came into a Spurs team. We were all expecting him to do massive things because we we had loads of managers in then out at the time. Jose. Watch Nuno, Dante, just around that little era. Now we've settled for Postacoglu, but I'm not going to talk about Postacoglu. He is a fantastic manager. Um, I don't think Nuno is as good as he used to be at Wolves because he he's achieved he achieved well over what we expected Wolves to do in their first season. He got seventh, I believe, in his first season in the Prem with Wolves, and then he got like tenth next season and he was just consistently pushing for like seven top half of the table. But he's got he's gone to Tottenham, fallen off, then gone to Forest and I feel like he won't be able to do much and I reckon he'll get sacked at some point. Well you say that well at Tottenham, I think he's kind of the manager for a small team. After the Tottenham um, season, he went to Italian Belgium club. Now he's back in the Prem with Forest. I think he'll be able to do well with Forest, not going to lie. I think keep them up this year and maybe fight for mid-table next year if they spend the money correctly. Um, moving on from that game, we have Brighton versus Everton, which ended in the 1-1 draw with Billy Gilmore. Gilmore sorry, scoring a great red. In the 81st minute. But, um, by the looks of things, Everton were one more up at that point. But the Brighton goalkeeper was about four years prior they scored Brighton. They were down to 10 men and they still get a point against Everton. That's kind of an achievement, don't you think, Shell? Yeah, I'd like to think that as well. I like Brighton. Dunk's a good defender, in my opinion. I think Brighton really. I don't. I think Brighton deserves a win over Everton, but a draw is fine, in my opinion. And I fucking hate Everton. Everyone knows that. What about you, Gilmore? Um, kind of like I disagree with Gilmore's record. I feel like straight red is a bit. That was a bit harsh for that tackle because he's he's missed the drop the ball. He's gone to hit, get get the ball back. He's missed the ball and hit the player, and it's unlucky. It's an unlucky tackle, but Brighton still did well. And as Shell said, I like I, I think Dunks a great centre back. One one, yeah, it's not a bad result. Everton will take it. Brighton, maybe not as much, but it's alright. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, I know we're supposed to be talking about football at the moment, but my toes kind of blur. Um, oh, in Brighton, they're currently 7th in the league. And I thought, since they've got Europe, they might struggle, like, having midweek games in Europe, travelling the world, uh, travelling Europe. But they 
coming back to the Premier I thought they might struggle, but they proved me wrong. They're currently seven, and I think they can go above Manchester United. But I hate Man U, so I hope Man United get relegated for some odd reason. Um, but moving on from that game, one one respectable. Crystal Palace. New manager in charge of Crystal Palace after Ron Hodgson took the job, I believe. Manager is Alasia. Thirteen career goals. Chelsea bringing in that first part. However, Burnley just got their head out by one at the minute. Uh, Brown Hill with the red. Good result for um Glasner's first win, Timo. I feel like, I know a few Palace fans and they were kind of bigging him up a bit. Like, it's his first game, he played against Burnley and they had a man sent off. So that's, it's kind of not really something to base it off of. I've ne- I've ge- genuinely have never heard of this guy until he signed Palace. So, I guess, I mean, Hodgson was not getting the results that Palace needed. The football that they were playing was really bad under Hodgson, so hopefully this new manager for Palace can you know, get them results, play football, get you know, goals, maybe pull off a few wins against big teams. But I, I think Palace will stay up this year, but top 10 I think might be out of the picture for now, but next year they go again, you know, maybe sign a few players that they're linked with, and yeah. You, Phil, what do you think? I expected a bit more from Burnley, unless, you know, I were expecting them to lose, but honestly, I would have expected maybe a goal or two. Maybe not an embarrassing defeat like that. Honestly, company company is an alright manager. He's, he's not that good of a manager, but he's an alright manager. I mean, he should have stuck to being a player, not a, not a manager, to be honest. I mean, to, fair enough that he took them to the Premier League, but other in the relegation zone, it's not looking quite good to them. Well, I think 13 points to them right now. Uh, With that Sheffield, you know. Yeah, Sheffield points. Yeah. I'm talking to Bernice here, but I like Vincent Company as a manager. I think he might be able to get them to stay up, potentially. If not, I don't think Bernice should sack him. It's a bit tough. It's a tough Premier League. Um, not always you set up your first year back up in a prem, rebuild next year. Um, but I think that's Hodgson's managerial career over. Do you agree? Yep, yeah, I think that as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss the old bloke, miss the old, old fucking geezer, pensioners. Geezer. Move swiftly on to a not so shocking result. Man United won, Fulham two. Um, three second half goals. Harry Maguire getting the goal and then the ninety-seventh minute winner for Iwobi, scoring again for um in the Premier League. Michelle, Man United, um, new owner, but a bit of the club not going so well right now, is it? Nah, it's not really looking too good right now. 
I'm ha- I was happy that Harry Mag- when Maguire scored, I was thinking, okay, a draw is fine. No, it can't really go bad, and then it just goes from bad to just absolutely shit. I mean, what can you expect from Man United? That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, they did they did go unbeaten this year. Now they're just losing to Fulham, and it's shocking. I would be. So like Hoyland has gone under the radar this season because he doesn't get the stats. I feel like United when Hoyland isn't there, they miss like striker that just you know striker that can do things. Yeah, yeah, he, he 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 like holds the ball up a bit well. You know they've been missing a striker for ages. They've had yeah, they had Martial, Lukaku, they had to start Rashford up front last year um, for some of the games. Where else did they have? They had... Depay. They had Depay. They had Di Maria. They just had loads of attackers that just really underperformed for them. Hoyland has underperformed a bit, but he's he's performing in... He performed in the Champions League and... He started to pick up his game a bit more, but like United play when they played against Fulham, they were just missing Hoyland up front. And now he is injured, so and I just don't want to mess him up front, even with the arguments of Eric Ten Hag. With Eric Ten Hag, do you think he's the right manager for Man U? Do you think he deserves to leave? I think that they should get rid of him. He's not. He's not Man United's manager. Need a different manager. He's just not the right fit for them. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to agree with Tima. I also ever think since, ever since Ten Hag, uh, Scott McTominay should be starting. Underrated CDM, start him right now. <laughs> oh shit. So my take on Eric Ten Hag is that I believe he should get rid of Man Everyone was. When he won the ESL Cup, that's just the start of the trophy cabinet for Manchester United and Eric Ten Hag. But I don't think the Ten Hag era is going to be that good. And I think that's the only trophy he's going to win for Manchester United. So, Man U fans, don't put your hopes up for Eric Ten Hag. I think he should stick with Ajax. Moving on to Bournemouth versus Manchester City. City. What was your take on it, Timo? Uh, I did a final scoring game, but just the one goal was enough for City. So, yeah, what was your um, opinion on the game? Just like Timo's but you know, City have all these big players and, well, Bournemouth don't really have much to say to say for them. Expected a lot more goals, but, anywho, three points is three points at the end of the day. Um, I'm looking at the driver, and it shows that that was probably what was wrong I believe Bruno Bueno is the main man for Man City. 
I don't like those signings, I like the old players like Gundogan and all of them lot. 1-0, two sides got the goal. Happy for two sides, I think, but it should be more. Early goal, I didn't get a goal. Um, I think we would have got a goal no matter what. But 1-0 win is a win, we move to the next game. Arsenal beat Newcastle 4-1. I'm going to go to the Tottenham fan, see his uh, opinion on his rival, uh, Timo, sorry. Uh, I feel like Newcastle uh, are weak because they, they, they can win by a lot, like 8-0 Sheffield United, and they win against other teams. And then they also ship a lot of goals to other teams. So, you know, I expected, you know, a closer game than 4-1. And, you know, I feel like Arsenal are, you know, they're, they're, they're also a team that just get weak with goals. Like, winning against Liverpool 3-1. But I expected Liverpool to win that, to be honest. But then... They lose a few games as well to like other teams, but Kai Havertz actually scored a goal, which uh, you know no one else thought was going to happen. I think Kai Havertz is a good player. I just feel like he doesn't perform as well as he should be doing. But yeah, Arsenal, I played to them. Newcastle could have done, should have done better. Ben Botman own goal. I'm not angry with that result. Ever since Newcastle um, got European football, it's just gone downhill. New owners, I expected better results from Newcastle and also a better play from Newcastle than that. I expected them to be up there fighting for European football again. Um, but yeah, nothing else. Season like they did last year. I thought maybe a 1 0 victory, but not 4 1. That's just embarrassing to be fair. Um, what's your opinion on the Arsenal uh, win against Newcastle? Uh, I wanted to add to what you did. Yeah. Arsenal played, re- played well, didn't do much for Newcastle. I'd like to add what, about what Timo said about my People, people say Kai Havertz is bad. You know, media says he's bad. When he, but when he actually does start, when he actually does well, then that's when people, you know, give him that praise. People just stick with players, like, have faith in them, you know. And we just, I mean, we'll see where it goes after that. Also, very happy for Kai Saka to score. Splendid to hear. I think he all scored as well. I'm not too sure. Yeah, he did. Okay. Um, well, that's my take. With Newcastle, once again, another manager I like that they have. But, if results keep on going like this, do you think he's going to get the sack, Timo? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I feel like, 
Cantwell is the manager for Newcastle. Because he, he consistency about them. I think I think the new owners have helped with money, but as well as that, but the players aren't helping themselves. So Tonali getting suspended, you know. Newcastle's players just like Gordon trying Everton to come to Newcastle. So there's lots of there was media around him at the time. So he wasn't performing, but he's performing now. So, you know, but I think Howe is the man for Newcastle. That's just my opinion. But others might have different opinions, but I don't think he should get the sack. What's your opinion, Shell? Well, I think just one big defeat doesn't mean a manager should get the sack. I think, I think Eddie Howe is the man for um, Newcastle. So he got them to European football. He didn't go well. But you have to give him praise for that. To get him a club like Newcastle to to, Europe, to European football is like possibly one of the biggest things you could do as a manager. Thanks what, I'm gonna say, what I'm going to say is they also did lose 4-1 to us. They lost 3-0 to Everton. And in the Champions League, they lost by a few games. Or into Luton. So some, some of the results aren't going. Lost three one to Brian. With that, with that Champions League thing, I don't think they should have been knocked out because there was never a penalty for PSG. And if that penalty wasn't given, Newcastle would have qualified for either Europa League um, playoffs or the round of sixteen of the Champions League. So I think it's a bit unfair after getting destroyed by VAR their Champions League over. But also, they're getting a lot of injuries recently, so I'm not surprised they're getting that bad result. I've heard rumours about Gareth Southgate leaving after Euro 2024. Do you think Eddie Howe would, uh, could be a good manager for England? Because that's what I've got in my head. Sure. No. No. Because Gareth Southgate is not I mean, possibly, possibly. Would he Anyway, we move on to the final Premier League game of the weekend on Sunday. Wolves beat Sheffield United 1-0. Not much to talk about. Two mid-teams slash relegation teams. 1-0 victory. Bit boring. Probably didn't watch it, you two, but thoughts? Not watch that game. I just thought it was not a great team. Sheffield United, not a great team either. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same as Timo. We could have felt worse taking the taking the three points ahead of um Sheffield. Yeah, that's all I have to say. I would have expected, you know, maybe a fine hat trick. Like a but 
and I've also taken off 1-0. Gary O'Neill, also I'd like to mention Gary O'Neill is actually a good manager, good manager yeah. and did not deserve the sack. Yeah, I didn't. Ex I didn't expect that sacking from Bournemouth because he he's kept them up after the terrible start from the season. He kept them up. Um, I like Bournemouth as a club. And I like Gary O'Neill. I hope he does well with Wolves and um, kickstarts his career again. Now we move on to the next segment of this podcast. We've got our predictions coming up. First, we're going to predict the final game of the Premier League match day, which is being played today at 8 o'clock. It is currently 7 o'clock. Uh, we are recording this at. So, I want to first go to you, Shell. Prediction for West Ham versus Brentford. I've already told you again, and I guess I'll tell you twice. I think West Ham are going to win this 2 0 easily. Maybe 2 1 to Brent. 2 1 2, I think. What's your final prediction? Sure, maybe 2-1 to West Ham. Okay, uh, Timo? I think Ivan Tony off the come back from suspension. Scoring four, in, four, in, uh, four goals in the Prem. Uh, he's doing quite well so far. And Brentford, they've done decent without him, so... It should be a good game, but I don't think West Ham have the quality to beat Brentford. Even though, um, actually, no, because Thomas Frank, Thomas Frank has underperformed this season from what he did last season. So I think pretty boring one-one. Um, I believe that it might be getting to Ivan Tony's head that he's been replaced this season. Um, they're bringing in a new striker for the summer. So I don't think he'll be up to uh, as well as he was last year. So that's why I'm going to predict a West Ham win. I don't know how much by though, because they're both good clubs. And yeah, I agree, Brentford didn't play that well this year, but they did last year. However, I have to go with a 1-0 win for West Ham. He's definitely leaving. They're not going to sign a new contract. Um, I could see him going Chelsea um, or Manu. Not Manu needing a striker. Well, actually, no, they got Highland. Uh, yeah, probably probably Tottenham's. I think Tottenham since Richarlison. You can um, interrupt me here, but I don't think Richarlison's that good. Last year, I thought Richarlison was not overrated because no one last year really said, but he underperformed already. This year, I think nine, eight games, nine goals, a couple of assists. That is class. So I don't, I. He's not consistent though, so I think we should sign Tony at the end of the year. But Arsenal also need a striker because Jesus is injured all the time. Trossard is more of a left winger. Havertz, you can't rely on. Although he is 24, but he's not really. He's not up to standing. So 
he needs to up, yeah, up the standard to more high-profile player. Let's move on to the FA Cup games now playing on Wednesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. I hate this club with a passion, but I'm proud of them to, for getting this far to the fifth round of the FA Cup. Um, Coventry versus Maystone United. The only game today at 7.45, of course, it's now 7 o'clock. So luckily we got to this prediction before. Um, coming to you, Timo. Prediction for Coventry versus Man uh, Maystone. Maidstone has done ever so well today. But against Coventry, I'm not too sure they'll be able to do it. So I'm going to say Coventry will win. Yeah, I, I, I will have to agree with you, man. Maidstone have done well, but I think it's time they have to go. So, you know, I think maybe, maybe they'll score one, but maybe they'll score one, but I think it will be 2-1 to Coventry. Right. I hate Maidstone with a fucking passion. But if you look at the team they beat last um, round, Ipswich and sorry to any Coventry fans but Ipswich is better than Coventry I'm on the ropes here I'm feeling about predicting a Maidstone win if it was at Maidstone on the AstroTurf pitch it's a definite Maidstone win but since it's at Coventry I'm going to have to Maidstone, and then I think it's brought to a replay. We move on to the. Uh, yeah, I just I have faith in non-league club to get to the sixth round. To be honest, I'm I'm biased here because I'm hoping Maidstone get through to the sixth round. Um, come up against Manchester City or Liverpool and get smashed twelve nil. That's what I'm hoping. Um. Anyway, moving on to the half seven kickoff game tomorrow night, Tuesday the twenty seventh. It is time for Bournemouth, the Premier League side, to play Leicester, the Championship side. Bournemouth, Leicester. Uh, what a score? Yeah. Oh, oh. They tune up to Leicester, maybe. Tune up to Leicester, Timo. 
is what I'm thinking. So, we have Leicester, who went down to the Championship after a disaster season. Just not great at all. Championship first, but recently on Bournemouth I think Solanke's in like incredible form and yet they're still bottom half of the prem so however I think Bournemouth will win 2-1 I think Solanke if he plays I don't disagree but I doubt it uh, when he plays he's going to score and then Leicester will score and to equalise it and then Bournemouth will score after that so I think it'll be a two-one win for Bournemouth, and Solanke will score from Um. So what? Two-one. Two-one Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah. I have got live this season against Millwall in the FA Cup. First half they played well. Second half they didn't. They didn't have Jamie Vardy. Oh. They didn't have Jamie Vardy or any of those like bigger names. But I don't see Leicester winning this game. I see Bournemouth coming out and winning. Because Solanke is one of the top goal scorers this season already, even though Bournemouth are low in the table. I, I don't think there's going to be goals. I think it's going to be 1-0 to Bournemouth. Back in um, the series here. Now we move on to 7.45, kick-off on Tuesday, Championship against Prem again. This time, Blackburn versus Newcastle. Oh, that's all right. We were just talking about Newcastle and Eddie Howe and how they're kind of not playing as well as last year. Oh, Blackburn. I've got nothing to say about Blackburn, honestly. They had... Already third or whatever it is. Better watch. Um, great striker. He's got lots of goals in the Portuguese league at the moment. So, but they lost him. So, and they lost two players as well. They lost Gareth and Diaz. No, they're not great at the moment. And I feel like Newcastle will just outclass them completely and win 4 0. 4 0 Newcastle. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you. I think Newcastle will win. Yeah. Although Newcastle have lost to Arsenal, I think they're going to come back from this and get through to the next round. So I think Newcastle will win maybe. It'd be like a at least three one. That's my prediction. Three one. Um, adding on to those uh, losing those players, James Robinson Diaz and Jackson Jackson were both lost on Blackburn last year, and Blackburn played well last year. I don't see Blackburn beating Newcastle, even though they lost four one. I don't see them beating a decent Premier League side this year. That's why I'm predicting uh, 3-0 for Newcastle. As we move on to the 8 o'clock kickoff, Luton versus Manchester City. Maybe 3-0 to Manchester City, probably. 
maybe three, yeah, maybe just three now, honestly. You, you know where it's going to happen, though. We've got Luton, and then we've got Manchester City. There are levels. So I think Manchester City will go through to the next one. Um, team, my fault. Uh, I think that I agree with Shell. I put three three nil down before uh, recording because uh, I just looked at the result. And I feel like even if City lost the way, there's still a spot. Alvarez, by his third goal of the season, he starts on scoring. A goal, maybe a Kovacic in there, but yeah, 3 0. I think that's just a comfortable 3 0 win for City. Even though I'm no City fan, I think they're going to win the league. On the 10th of uh, December, Man City played Luton away from home, and I'm not even going to see why seeing Luton play at home. They're getting results at home against big clubs. I'm not going to say, well, I'm not going to be stupid and say Luton are going to win. But I am only going to say a 1 0 victory for Man City in this game. I just don't see a smashing coming um, at Kenilworth Road. Now we move on. We move on to Wednesday's half seven kickoff Chelsea versus Leeds. Good team, good players. Players underperforming, no chemistry, injuries. I believe that Leeds. Are Leeds good enough to beat Chelsea? I'm going to say possibly. The reason I say possibly is because Leeds oh. is in my Maybe no, both both all right teams. You know, one of them's doing all right, but the other one's not doing doing too great at the moment. But uh, what I think, I think maybe maybe it'd be like a one-one draw. Who knows? One-one. Um, I'm thinking the same. As their owner. Um. Next up on the Wednesday FA Cup match, we have Nottingham Forest vs Manchester United. 
that's gonna be that's lovely. That's sublime. I think personally, maybe three three nil win to us, maybe. Yeah. Uh, we you know where we are, where Southampton are. There's, just like I said about the last one, there are levels to this, so I think we're gonna gonna take it home. We're gonna take the win home. Uh, 3-1, just simple. 3-1 Liverpool. I reckon they'll quite do what they did against Luton and concede first, but they'll definitely win that game. So. I only had one shocker in this FA Cup um, round, which was the Maidstone draw. And I feel like having another shocker. Goal score in Brighton. Goal less in Liverpool versus Southampton. I'm predicting a nil-nil draw. Uh, Shocks there, Shaz? Very much. I think I might disbelieve for that. That's not an awful prediction. I could just do it, hasn't it? Outside of England, but still with a cup competition, we've got the Spanish cup of derivation leg between Real Sociedad and Mallorca on Tuesday night. It's currently nil nil on aggregate. Um, barely know anything about these two teams, but we're going to give a prediction anyway. Timo, we'll start with you. I have a bit of Spanish knowledge. Uh, Mallorca are not a great side, to be honest. Sociedad, decent side, but not. Sociedad, I reckon, win this one 2 0. Okay. Just like Tima, to be honest. Maybe, maybe a 1 0 win to Real Sociedad, maybe a last minute draw. Um, That's what I'm going to say. I believe that Mallorca are lucky to get to the semi-final in this competition, and I'm, I think they're going to get smashed 3 0 by Real Sociedad. It's just there's levels in Spain, and Mallorca aren't on those levels. That's why I predicted a 3 0 victory. We move away. One prediction to the Women's Nations League final between Spain, the current world champions, and France, a big team in Europe. Six o'clock kickoff to decide the first ever Women's Nations League champion. I went to a Nations League game um, on the 1st of December, England versus Netherlands, when we all thought England are actually going to make it to the semi finals of the Nations League. But then, even though they smashed Scotland, Netherlands beat um, Belgium. Uh, Cher, we'll start with you for this prediction. Spain women versus France women. Who's going to win the Nations League in your eyes? No. You know, the the Spain women's side did win the World Cup. So I think, just like the French side during 2010, 2012, I think. I think they're going to do the same thing, just like the men's and 
the final. They're already in the final. Can't be so funny. I think are you I my bad knowledge. Um I wasn't paying attention. Uh so I think I think Spain will win this one. Two no one, two no one. Two no one Yeah, I'm sitting in the naughty corner right now. You see me? I watched a few women Euros uh women Euros games. I managed to get into the final, um, and I watched the Germany versus. Wait, you were in the final? Yeah, I was in yeah. the final in Wembley. Wow. England took it home. Um, so. We're talking about two teams oh. who aren't in the final, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just. Just, just sidetracking a little bit, but I reckon France will win 2-1. I reckon 1-1, one, one, then extra time, then goals of extra time. If we look at the Spain women's team, uh, after what happened last year, this on the lips without consent but they've won the world cup and i think Spain can go on to win the nations league i'm predicting I hope it's interesting. Um, and that is it for the football segment. Thank you, Shell, for joining us today for our first podcast. Uh, we're going to let you go before the Formula One segment. So, any last words? It was great to be here, and I hope and I hope I could join for a lot more than this. Have a good night and a great tomorrow. Goodbye. I think there will be quite a few, you know. Wait, hang on, can we uh restart the recording now? I need to check out the drivers. I think there's a few candidates, you know. Uh Gasly, maybe Norris, but people you I was saying there's like a few candidates, you know. I think Albon could possibly overachieve if he you know, races like how he can. There's all 
with all of his potential. I think Gasly will do all right. Norris, he could. People talk about Norris quite a lot, but I feel like he could make top five, possibly top four, maybe top three. But I think the biggest overachiever, in my opinion, I reckon will be Pierre yeah, Gasly. Interesting. So obviously the new or oh, kicks for the wow if you pronounce it. They've got Joe Guanyu, he could do well. Bottas we already know he's he was quite a good driver. But I think McLaren maybe but I reckon Pierre Gasly and the Alpine will they'll overachieve, I reckon, with Esteban Ocon and Pierre Gasly, the two French nationals so yeah i think Gasly and esteban ocon will achieve together and make um alpine and overachieve alpine alpine they finished eight I think they're going to be going with um, Yuki Tsunoda and Daniel Ricciardo after the Williams. So my overachievers, constructors, is going to be Alpha Tari. And now we move on to the underachievers driver. So that's a lot of people. I know a lot of people. A lot of people are gonna, you know, not like this, but I don't think that Hamilton will achieve well. Yep. We're on the same page here. I think Hamilton can also be an underachiever. But we're also on the same page as how people might not believe me when I say my underachiever. And he's done brilliantly in Aston Martin. But this year, he's getting old. I don't think he's going to do that well this year. My underachiever is going to be Fernando Alonso. 
You gotta buy the underachievers, to be honest. Um, constructors. Constructors. Do you want to do overachiever or underachiever? Overachiever. Oh yeah. Not bad. Um, I think that underachiever. So there's a big, there's always a big three: the Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes for the past few years, but. Ferrari have underachieved quite a lot, and I think they're going to underachieve again. Yep. Well, I think Aston Martin is going to be a flop in the season for me. Sticking with a Mercedes underachiever. I feel like they did quite well before, and when Hamilton was in his prime era. They were doing fantastic, but at least the blind and Verstappen has been better. They have underachieved quite a bit. But to be fair, it doesn't help because their core isn't great. But, you know, they will probably underachieve again. So. We then move on then to the driver and the next. It's a tough one. Quite a few who will DNF this year. And I think one of them is Stroll. Now, don't get me wrong, Stroll is a decent, not the greatest, but I can. He'll, in the past, he has DNF'd quite a lot, and also he's, I would say he's only there because his dad owns the, the company, the car manufacturers of the F1. But I think Stroll will DNF the most. I think Logan Sargent will be the driver with the most DNF this season. So, two different people we picked there. Moving away from the drivers, back to constructors. Constructors are going to be Now, Stroll is an Aston Martin driver. However, I don't think they'll have the most DNFs as a constructor. Uh, I really 
believe that us have a pretty older, old kind of drivers driving for them. And, you know, that might cause, you know, some bad things to happen. But I think Williams will be enough quite a lot because of, you know, Sergeant Albon crushes quite a lot. So, you know, that could end badly. So, Williams will crush. Page here. I've also picked Williams as my um, DNS constructed for this year. It's just kind of obvious. The sergeant there. I think he's going to get most of them, but Albert's going to get a few as well. It's just obvious to pick Williams. Um, yeah. Next on the list was. So drive with the most wins. See this one's obvious. The most obvious. It's my boy from my instructors. If that's what it's called, I forgot. Uh, Verstappen. Was that? Yeah. Last year. Last year, he got like. Double figures of wins in a row, so he'll probably go on the wins in a row streak again. So, yeah. um, Ferrari was your underachievement, correct? Yep. I'm going with. I said we won't get this right. But I'm going with Charles Leclerc as the. Drive with the most wins. Uh, pick. Yeah. I think a contender. And he probably will get. Um, it, I probably am wrong. I'm going with Leclerc. We move on to constructors with the most wins. Really, a thing to say about them. They have the staff, and so they're gonna achieve what they want to achieve. And yeah, I think the staff is a good driver, and Red Bull have a good car, so I think together. Mm -hmm. I just think Carlos Sainz won't live up to expectations. We move on then. With the most podiums. Um, for me, I reckon Verstappen will get the most wins and the most podiums. So he'll get because he's gonna get loads of 
those places, he's going to get quite a few seconds if he don't come first. I reckon he'll get a lot of podiums this year, so yeah, it's happened. Um, so, my F1 Oh, Norris. I don't think he's going to get that many wins. Maybe three wins. But I think he's going to get a lot of podiums this year. Yeah, but Lando Norris as my um, driver for my podium. Yeah. Opinion, so right then, this is Raptors. That's my podium, so before then, yeah, Red Bull again. That's just simple for me. I don't need to say much. For me, I'm not going to go into the podium, I'm going to actually get that many podiums this year. So, Because I think Verstappen and Perez together are going to win it, no matter what. Um, I think it might be the final stretch of the wars. Yeah, that is the special award. After the Abu Dhabi race. So, moving on to the driver's standings then. Let's start with you, Cameron. Who have you got in first place? Alright, let's start from 20th. Let's start from 20th. 20th, I've got Logan Sargent. I feel like there's young driver new to the F1 because he's been in other. Racing leagues, if you want to call it that. So, not a lot of experience in this kind of environment and different, you know, kind of older veteran racers who are better. So, you know, I feel like he's just not going to do great. Twentieth place. Um, I put at uh, the same as you. To be fair, I put Logan Sargent. As you said, he's not good at all, and also I put him on Monday Clear, so it kind of goes with my predictions anyway. Can I go for you? I put Piastri. I feel like he's just. Not a good driver. That's how I feel about history. For 19th, I put the other Williams driver. I put Antoine Bacardi. Some people might think he'll do well, but not me. Williams, bottom two for me. 18th. Right, 18th, I've got Lewis Hamilton. 
one stroke. I just feel like he's not got quality, to be honest. Only there because of his dad's play. My 17th is Hulkenberg. I just feel like older driver. I've missed the last year's F1. Just come back. I uh, don't know how. He might do great, so 17th. Not, not awful. As well, so we're on the same page as Sergeant and Hulkenberg. My 16th is his teammate Magnussen. Like the Hash drivers will finish around the same place, get a few points, not not loads, just you know, older drivers not gonna do as well. My 16th place was the AlphaTauri driver, Yuki Sonoda. My 15th is when you, uh, Joe Brand you. I think that he'll take that for himself. He's not a bad driver, but he's not going to, you know, overachieve, in my opinion. I like your opinion, but no. My 15th If I put Yuki Sonoda, I think he's a decent driver, you know. Um, he's not gonna, you know, go above and beyond, but he'll do decent. My was Ocon. 13th. My 13th is Artur Bossas. My 13th. Thirteenth is Lance Stroll. Oh, okay. I put him lower, so you know, different wavelength for that. Well, oh, five got Ricardo, so you know, not gonna. He's a decent driver, but you know, he's fallen off a bit, so won't do amazing, but he won't do off. My Alex Albon, I think he's a decent driver. I feel like he'll overachieve what people think he'll do quite a bit. So, um, my 11th place was Pierre Gasly, another Alpine driver. In 10th place for me, I've got Esteban Ocon. That will do decent for, you know, his level. My 10th place is my underachiever. Fernando Alonso dropping from 4th place. I think in 9th place, I have put Pierre Gasly, uh, Ocon's teammate, I think. Alpine will get 9th and 10th. And do decently, so um, no, yes. the biggest difference in 
plays difference. I put Oscar Piastri. In eight, I have put Fernando Alonso. I feel like, you know, off, but not by major. Like, not awful. Still bad, not awful. My eighth place was a Mercedes driver, George Russell. In seven, I have put George Russell, so similar positions. I just feel like he'll do awful. In seventh place, I have Daniel Ricciardo. Um, I feel like he's a good driver. No matter what car he's in, well, maybe McLaren, but still, I think he can do well in that AlphaTauri car, and I think he'll be able to get. Three or four podiums. I put my underachiever Lewis Hamilton. So, you know, sixth, not how he used to be dominating at first, but second. In sixth place, I put Carlos Sainz, part of my underachievers Ferrari. Fifth. Yeah, I think Simon can do, yeah, alright. In fifth, I am Simon, so, you know, he's got a good car, but will he be able to achieve in it? I don't think so. Um, my fifth place is your fifth place, Alexander Merck, that's Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Um, I just think he's dropping off. I feel like... He might be able to win his 8th World Championship in Ferrari, but not Mercedes. They're dropping off a bit. Oof. I disagree with uh, him. I disagree with him winning in a Ferrari. I feel like he just won't be able to do it again. As well as he used to do. So, but my 4th is Leclerc. Not as good as he should be doing, but still pretty good. Place is my favourite driver, Lando Norris. I think he's going to stay in the car. Um, what's that name? Hardly getting third place, but well done. Well, in the top three, then. Yeah, in conclusion, places. For me, it's Lando Norris. Uh, I'm a Clara and Drive, but I feel like he'll go above what he can do. And I feel like he'll get some points on the board for and podiums, you know. Do well, in my opinion. In third place, I have put Sergio Perez. Um, I just believe that he's in a Red Bull, so he's going to do well, but not as well as his teammate. So, before we do our top two, uh, remind us, Timo, who have you got left to pick from? Uh, Sergio Perez. Um, I have a Red Bull and a Ferrari driver. Who is your third 
Gonzalez and Don Rouge are winner of the Drivers' Championship. Mine's uh, pretty close. My uh, second place is Sergio Perez because Verstappen is really good. And Perez is a good driver, but I don't think he has the quality to be first. So your champion is Max Verstappen. Well, my second place was Charles Leclerc. I just don't think he's able to win a championship yet. But my first place, of course, is Max Verstappen. I think he's going to win it three times in a row. And I don't think he's going to stop. We move on to the, uh, the Constructors' Championship now. Who's your 10th place? I have got Max Verstappen. The of the Williams. Don't feel like they're going to do great with Sergeant as one of their drivers. Tenth place. Moving on to ninth. Two times in a row we have agreed now, I have picked Aston Martin that place as well. I just don't think Bottas and Joe have got it to get that high in a championship. But now we're moving on to seventh. I have put Sergio Perez in For me, I put Aston Martin. Do you agree here? Uh, once again for the third time. Moving on to fifth.
kind of parry, if you get what I mean. Third place for him, what I put, so not bad for them. Well, fifth place for me, I've actually put Alpine. I think they're going to do well, but not going to beat the top four constructors that it already beat for Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, and McLaren. We move on then to fourth place. I put my overachievers, Alpine, and Gaffney. Do well, I think. So, fourth, I think they're going to break the uh, for me. I put Mercedes, my manager fevers. I just don't think they're going to do well. Third place now, breaking the top three. Me, third is Mercedes. I feel like. They're gonna achieve better than Alpine and Byron because they're gonna be more of like their drivers are on the same kind of position, like sixth, seventh place. So, quick update before yeah. we carry on: Ellis Kim, the commentary, has just scored a first half hat trick against the Mercedes in the FA Cup. Are you feeling a bit embarrassed for you? Yeah, mine. Outside of the window. Third for me, I've put uh, my team McLaren. I think Lando Norris is going to carry. I've put him fourth. I've put Piastri ninth. So third is a good place for McLaren. Right, top two. Tell us your first and your champion. Uh, before I do that, I'd just like to point out the West Ham are winning 2 1. 22 minutes of Jared Bowen double for West Ham and Neil Mope scoring for Brentford. If I'm correct, that means, oh no, never mind, Tony is starting. But 2 1 West Ham, 22 minutes in, that's quite a good game so far. So, my prediction is gone. So, if it stays like that. Game shell could be correct. This already. That, that could be. Anyway, my second place is Ferrari because I feel like. Put the clock third and signs fifth. So they're more. Oh no, Leclerc fourth and signs fifth. So that's probably the second best that they can. Episode of Solid from the Back. My second place is Ferrari, and my first place is a fourth Red Bull. That's self explanatory. Red Bull are just too good now. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the first episode of season one of Solid at the Back.
Um, I hope you enjoy more episodes to come. And don't worry, midweek we will have Jack back for the next episode. And we're going to find a new guest. So, it's goodbye from me. And it's just goodbye from me. And it's Jarrah's here. Right, see you later. He'll probably say goodbye. See you on either Wednesday or Thursday. Thank you for listening. Bye.